Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles, your favorite daily Florida State Seminoles sports talk show. We talk about what you want to talk about, and you listen to us talk about it as your first listen every day. And for that, we thank you. I'm here with my co-host, Andre Silva, at Tally underscore underscore Drake on Twitter. And today, we are going to be breaking down the offensive depth chart ahead of the spring game. Now, we realize that they will split into two teams to make up two different depth charts, but we are going to look at who we think is on the two deep if they were one cohesive team against another team this weekend. Drake, let's roll the video and let's take the people to some depth chart talk. Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Locked On Seminoles, your favorite daily Florida State sports talk show. And we are going to talk about the depth chart all day today. Don't worry. When we talk depth chart, we get visual. If you're on YouTube, thank you for being one of the many the proud, the YouTube subscribers. We are on a big push to 1,000. I know we're going to get there by the end of the month, and I am excited to hit it, but we only get to do it if all of y'all help us out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos, and make sure y'all stay active in the comments. Yesterday was a lot of fun. I love going back and forth with y'all. Drake does too. Dave does as well. We always sign our names so you know who to yell at if you disagree with our response. And if it's really good, it gets on Mailbag Monday. So, Drake, you ready to take these people through the depth chart? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get to it, baby. Let's do it. I realized that it did not start a clock. And folks, today we are on one of our platforms that doesn't have a clock. So I got to keep it running or I will go on for too long. Here we go. And we're sharing. All right, man. So we have a blank depth chart, a blank canvas. And I think that allows me to do one thing. Actually, hold on. Let me get the people some bold. Let me get the people a little bit of color here folks if you ever want to get on max's good side just talk about xl with them i think it's basically at this point foreplay uh to him <laughs> that's true i was gonna add some colors but because of that i won't bore the people with colors we got bold that's good enough all right man based on mike norvell's comments we get to put jordan travis right here at qb1 are you sure about that because tate rodemaker looks really damn good yeah well you know tate rodemaker always looks good in the spring just like that Last vodka water always looks like a good idea at two in the morning. And then the next day you're like, wasn't a great idea. Shouldn't have done it. Should have stopped. It never is, folks. It never is. Same with the same with the Y bomb, too. But no, I mean, Mike Norvell said explicitly the other day, he was asked directly, like, is Jordan Travis, you know, being being pushed by Tate Rodemaker? Is there a QB competition? And he basically said, No, Uh, but Tate's playing a lot better. So it's like encouraging as a backup, but there's not really a you know push on jordan travis last thing drake you may notice that we have 12 here um this one and this one are a pseudo flex position right wide receiver three and tailback we do so much with both i thought it would be kind of weird not to i didn't know how to pick one for like a starting 11. it's the it's the jakai douglas slot we can just call it that (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah i want to start I want to start at wide receiver, I think, because I got to talk a lot about wide receiver on our Monday mailback episode, and I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on it. Remember, folks, when we say wide receiver one, wide receiver three, and two, 
I'm talking about your X. I'm talking about your Y. I'm talking about your Z. That's not true. I did that backwards. I apologize. Your Z over here and your Y. So I'm not saying your wide receiver one is your best wide receiver. I'm saying that is your outside wide receiver that's going to run most of your physical vertical routes. Your wide receiver three is definitely in a slot, more gadgety type guy. And your wide receiver two is either in the slot, like more inside, kind of on the hash, depending on where the ball's lined up, maybe covering up a tight end, something like that. Especially in this look, you've got two over to the side, two to the side. But Drake, that's enough about me. Who's your wide receiver one starter? So to me, because I think you want you do want size size with this spot. I probably would lean towards more Malik McLean. And me personally, I think Malik McLean has those traits that you can't teach, AKA genetics. He is a large human being who can run really fast. And he did have a lot of drop balls last year, but like we said numerous times on the show, he was being asked to do a lot as a freshman, 18 year old, which being a wide receiver, I think that plus also offensive line, are probably the two hardest positions to play when it comes to like basically doing your day one snaps. So to me, I would probably go Malik McLean. I wouldn't even include, I know you had typed him in just now. I wouldn't even include Deuce Span actually on the depth chart primarily because I don't think he's still transitioning from being a high school QB to being a wide receiver. And he definitely has a bad case of the dropsies from what I've been yep. hearing. So I actually would probably put instead there. Mm, I, mm, I was just putting hard. names on there to give an idea of like who's kind of in the, I, like what kind I, of guys play this position. But I do think Johnny actually Wilson did a good spot there. And then maybe put Deuce in there as in the three deep though. So I'll, I'll be pretty good with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I was just throwing names on paper. I think moving over to the wide receiver three, um, I think that this is going to come down to Micah Pittman or Keyshawn Helton. So for me, I actually have like a like this right here. Mm-hmm. I've got kind of a a slash here because I think they both can play this role really well. Um, and I'm interested to see both of them on the field in a smaller set. Like I don't see a ton of I don't want to say difference between their game because I think Pittman is so let me do that so people don't think I'm just only picking Keyshawn. I think Pittman is a better receiver probably from what we're hearing because I think Keyshawn, you still have the limited upside due to his size. Um, and Pittman is just a thicker dude that can, you know, give you some of that uh, size and speed over the middle and, you know, I take mean, contact better. Pittman's basically a pit bull, man. When he, play, when he actually gets right. out there, face with the ball in his hands, he, he plays a lot bigger than he actually is. And he already is kind of a stockier, like you were saying, a thicker dude out there. And to me... Yeah. I do agree that Keyshawn and Pittman, that's basically between the two of them. I probably would lean a little more to Pittman getting a majority of those reps. Yeah, I, I guess my point was just if you're if you're in three wide, I think they're both on the field. And actually, I am going to take a stand because y'all criticize me for always saying like an if. I'm going to say Keyshawn's over here. If I were if I were running this formation, I'm putting Micah over here, and here's why, Drake. Because to me, like you got Jordan Travis here, you could run to either side. So you want two guys that are better at run blocking on the outside, and you're letting Keyshawn try to get open over the middle. I also um, like Pittman at the right side too, because we do see that Jordan likes to throw to his right a lot more than off. Yeah. Not. No, no, that's that's definitely right. Um, now, depth chart wise, tight end. I mean, look, uh, are we gonna? Is there a competition here? Like, are we? Are we doing? Are we gonna have that conversation, or is it? Just, I mean, unfortunately, it's a legitimate one right now because apparently oh. Cam McDonald has not looked good in practice, and I get it's spring. It's spring, and I don't hold that, that much weight with spring, but. What's the second? What's the second part of that though? Like that phrase? It's spring what? Spring practice. Yeah. 
spring football, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it is football. I mean, I, I'm I'm making I'm helping you. I'm saying like you spring is spring you're right but you're also not wrong if you're hearing consistently that someone's not performing which unfortunately we're hearing at the tight end position like it's still football and if they're not playing football well like so yeah uh, i mean like i I think you still put in cam mcdonald there because he definitely has the best upside he has the best hands but you hear that he just hasn't been able to have a consistently good practice each and every single day so to me yeah it's cam mcdonald and then behind him would be Wyatt rector I just really hope that we get something out of maybe in a three deep right there. I'd probably put maybe a, a Jackson West because it's a second year here. Marcus and Douglas to me still needs to have some, you know, get worked on a little bit. He, but to me, I think it's C-Mac, but I, uh, <laughs> I don't say that with a lot of confidence as you can tell the sound of my voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's look, I mean, I, I think you need a tight end in this offense, right? And like, it's a bit disappointing to think we don't have one now. I'm going to jump back to the outside a second because I've seen some pretty good videos of Ontario Wilson down the field. And I, I think that um, you need, and again, we can change this. These are my inputs, but I think you need someone better on the outside. I said this yesterday, like for Florida state to win ACC championships, one of these guys, maybe like no joke. I'm saying this with all sincerity, please don't get mad at me. But if we want to win ACC championships, like one of these dudes should be playing, not even starting. There's like one, maybe two dudes on this list that should even see the field if you want to get back to that level. But we're doing our depth chart, not playing fantasy football. So uh, I'd probably put Ontario here, right? Backing up Pittman on the outside because he's probably your second best smaller deep threat. And I'm probably putting Jakai over here. Any like uh, any like disagreement that with that on the... um? No, because remember, I had Ontario Wilson as my number two on my wide receiver list. I actually like in super high on how, apparently because to me, like we've been saying, Keishon Helton is a great wide receiver three. Ontario Wilson is a great wide receiver two. I mean, do you remember when Kirk Herbstreit, I told Dave this the same thing, that Kirk Herbstreit had him on as like, you know, draftable players to watch, I think two years ago. Who, Ontario? He, yeah, because he had that stretch of like three to four games where he literally was uncoverable and he just – was great, and, and that was the year that Terry kind of broke out too, the year before uh, his last season. Interesting. So to me, with Ontario Wilson, like if he has a really good year, that means that everyone else on this list is most likely having also a good year as well. Yeah, I mean, that's something you got to think about, right? Like imagine if if one of these guys, it's not going to be Deuce Span, I get that, but we're just putting them on there. Imagine if one of these guys can stretch the field for you vertically, right? And then if you've got a guy here or a guy here, that can open stuff up under the knee, underneath and over the middle, then you're going to pull a safety over here, right? You're going to probably catch a safety having to cheat down on one of these guys every now and then, and that's going to open up someone in the two slot going deep. You're going to see some good catches that way. If you can, then you get a vertical threat over here, same thing here, same thing here. That's going to open up some threads for some of these guys to get loose downfield. So Drake, to your point, wide receiver is a position where they truly feed off of each other. Like, that's a position where if you have one, you have none. Kind of the opposite of quarterback. You can be the best receiver in the world. And if they're doubling you all game, you're only going to be able to do so much with that. Like nobody is perfect. And when you have a quarterback that's under pressure a lot, especially, and you're not having time to get open, that just compounds the problem. So I agree with you. If he's having a good year, everyone's having a good year. And I'd love to see a year where, our, our, you know, we have three or four guys with like multiple touchdowns or couple 500 yard receivers something like that it's really funny to me that now like we have so much hope with this position group because this is something that for the past few years that we've 
much maligned, basically saying that like, oh, even if Jordan has a clean pocket, which a lot of times last year towards the end of the year, he actually had a lot more than we thought and much more if you look at the grading. But to me, like, it's we need these kids to do well. I think he's a decent enough QB to like keep you in some games, but he definitely needs some help from his weapons on the outside. He can't do everything. And my only concern, honestly, with that is now, even if he has all this help, I just want to make sure Jordan doesn't go back to bad old bad habits where like, oh, I don't know what to do, even though I have all these people down the field. I never had this happening before. It's kind of like in what like when you catch the ball and the, uh, the replacement's like, oh, I got the ball. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. So it's like I don't want that to be sort of the uh, – that might be a little too little too late with all the help that we have now. Well, you know it's not too little too late, Drake? A built Bar when you're hungry. Built Bar is delicious. It is nutritious, and it's great for any occasion, pre-workout, post-workout, just a snack because you didn't get into the orange class you wanted to get into, and now you're uh, gonna have to like go for a jog or something. I don't know. I don't know what your backup plan is there, but you can have a built bar regardless. And Drake, I don't know if you know this because you're never here when I say it. Right now, they are giving you 15% off if you go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You can get a cherry bar, see you like Drake likes. You can get a peanut butter brownie, chocolate covered goodness like I like. Or you can get whatever Drake or uh, Dave likes something weird. I, no, I'm not gonna... he's, he's a cookie dough. He's a cookie dough concert. Is he? I thought it was something weird. Cookie dough, whatever. So, folks, builtbar.com, use promo code locked15. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I wouldn't tell you to eat it if I didn't eat it myself. I love them. They are, you know, the only reason that the dad bod is still at bay four and a half years in. Um, not the only reason. I mean, some of it's hard work, dedication, and genetics, but Built Bar helps along the way. So BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, man. So now let's let's move along into the trenches. Yesterday, we talked about the trenches quite a bit, but I, I think that when we talked about it and we recorded, Darius Washington hadn't been hurt yet. That's unfortunate. But again, like you pointed out, there's a week left to spring. You actually know these positions more than I do, so I'm going to let you start, and I'm going to let you drive it however you want to drive it. So you can positions. I don't, I, you know. Let me know. You want to do all five? You want to do depth at one position? Let's start with like who we think the starting five is going to be, um, and then we can do the two deep, which we'll we'll be able to fill in a little bit more because I like we shouldn't talk too much about the two deep because that's typically more your swing lineman. That's also in case someone gets hurt. And I don't want to cause people to panic <laughs> this early in the show. So with the center spot, um, it's going to be the Wisconsin transfer, Caden Lyles. And I know everyone's saying that he's been very guess, slow to accustom to the playbook. Folks, I can tell you my one year playing football, I played defensive line, nose tackle, and center. Learning all those protections. I know Max is smiling. He thinks it's hilarious watching me play football <laughs> and some pads. So with center... It's hard. You, it's a lot. It's a new verbiage. It's a new scheme and everything else. And communication with guys you have what three months of connection with. So I have no problem with actually him being slowly to cut into that. And our best lineman, Dylan Gibbons, who will be at the left guard spot, took him a little more or a little while longer to kind of get a cousin to it. And he transferred only in about about I think it was a June or July. He actually entered in here. So left guard, Dylan Gibbons, center, Kane Lyles, and then with tackle spots, I know he's hurt. But it doesn't seem sound super serious, so I'm still gonna put him on here. He might actually play a little in a limited capacity. I will put Darius Washington probably at the right tackle spot, and then put Robert Scott at the left tackle spot. The only question is that who do you want to see at right guard? And that I honestly don't. It's gotta be really the transfer, know. right? Like I mean, we've heard. Oh my god, I completely forgot. Yeah. So you, you know what? Scratch that, Max. 
Move Darius Washington to right guard. That's what I'm saying. And then Thank bless you. Harris at the right tackle spot. Bless, man. Him. bless him. Bless him right now. But bless Harris at the right tackle spot. And that to me is your starting five for the spring game. Yeah, I, I here's the thing, man. I do worry a bit though, right? Because like you, you look at um you look at Bless Harris and it's like, are we gonna fall victim to name syndrome? Like, is he gonna be good for Florida State, which hasn't been good at this position in half a decade, or is he gonna be like good, good? I want to revisit Caden Lyles because I have two conflicting points to make, and I'm not sure which one weighs more in my mind, right? So number one, I don't put a ton of weight in the playbook stuff. It's a complicated position. Dylan Gibbons said, uh, I think it was on whichever, where does he do big man, big heart? Is he that does big man, big heart with Josh Newberg at 247. Josh Newberg at 247, that's right. So he said on big man, big heart that like, when he came in, there were a lot of similarities between Notre Dame and Florida State, right? He was He said that, it was essentially learning new words for the same thing. Like the the analogy I came up with in my head was like learning Portuguese from Spanish versus learning Mandarin from English. Like it's, it is very different what Caden's trying to do coming into the system. That being said, he went to Wisconsin. He knows how to play the position of offensive line and he's got five months, four months to figure it out. I'm confident that if that's what's holding him back, they're going to get that figured out. I do worry about the reports about his athleticism. Now, your center doesn't have to be your most athletic guy. I'd be more concerned about your guard not being athletic. But I do get a little concerned about it. That being said, you have one guy in Caden Lyles who is 315 pounds. You have a guy, Marie Smith, who is 285 pounds. Yep. I am going to put the size on the offensive line, especially on the interior, all day long because even if they both just put their hands in front of them and plant their feet it's harder to move an extra was at 30 pounds I mean, we're not talking about a small difference here we're talking about 30 pounds he would have to be pretty damn slow especially in the era of the three four where a lot of guys are going in those zero and one techniques over the center he'd have to be like literally uh, feet in cement slow to make it worth it to me to not put a guy who's 30 pounds heavier at center so I'm with young Caden Lyles, I think. Um, I like Bless Harris out here. I do worry. I know what you're worried about with them mainly. It's mainly like, oh, we finally have someone that's good at the spot, right? Uh, to me, the, him at that spot, basically right now, he just like he's starting to acclimate to the playbook a lot better, right? He also has size that we haven't had in a very long time, actually also at that spot. And to me, he was someone that was not supposed to start at all. In fact, I think I've mentioned him several times, actually before spring practice start, that he is the probably the perfect swing lineman like our boy Cam Irving. But when you hear that he's actually performing really well, especially with, I know he's losing reps to Jared Verse. Apparently, though, Jared Verse is beating everyone in his reps. So to me, that's not sort of nothing short of, you know, I'm not going to care about that that much. So to me, with Bless Harris, it's he's someone that's a good soft spot there. And then maybe, just maybe, we might see Lloyd Willis emerge a little bit more as the season progresses. And maybe he can come in there and kind of help him out a little bit and spell him when he does get exhausted. No, I think those are good points, man. And I want to talk a little bit more about the depth on the line. And I want to talk a little bit, obviously, about the offensive backfield. But first, I want to tell the folks about rockauto.com. If you got something to fix in your car, you can do it yourself. Because with the power of YouTube, you can do almost anything. You can fix a car. I believe in you. Drake believes in you. But you're going to need the right parts. So go to rockauto.com. It is a family-owned business that is scaled magnificently. You get the friendly service feeling through the internet. You get the low prices, but you also get 
the fast delivery and the massive selection for of parts, which will have any part that you need for your ride. So go to rockauto.com and in there, how'd you hear about a section? Make sure you tell them that Locked On sent you. Dude, did you see um did you see David Locke's newsletter today that the Locked On Network, thanks to the good people listening to this show, all of you are part of this, did 14 million listens last month. I know I did see that. Thanks to y'all that we get to do this every single day. 14 million listens, folks. That is across NFL, NBA, fantasy basketball, MLB. Anything you watch or love to cheer for, you got a locked on station for it. So we love that y'all make us your first listen, but don't be afraid to make locked on something else your second listen. Are you a Rays fan? They got a great show down there. Are you a Jags fan? I hope not because that sounds depressing, but they've got a show for you and you can commiserate with them. Whoever you may cheer for, there's pretty much a locked on for it. So pick your second listen and dedicate as much time to them as you do to us. We love watching this network grow and it it's awesome. I just think back to like what, when we started a year ago, Drake, it was like, can we do a million listens in a month? And now it's like a million listens. We'd, we'd be depressed if we did that in a month as a network. But anyway, let's keep moving, man. Let's get into the too deep because this is where I kind of have an opinion. I, I want to put Lloyd Willis somewhere. And again, I want people to realize when I say that, it's relative. Okay, I'm not saying Lloyd Willis is the answer to our prayers. I'm saying when you take our best five linemen off the board, I think he will back up one of them. I think he's in number six through 10. I'm going to put him at the right tackle spot. I know that's like a big place, uh, like those are big shoes to fill, but he's six foot seven. And if plus Harris goes down or just needs a breather, I'm that's gonna where want some hype over there. Like that's, that's just, where I have, that's actually where I have him at too. In my own uh, shoot over here. Yeah, that's, that's the way I'm going to look at it. As y'all can tell, I got two monitors, so I kind of got to go. Usually I have, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, and then after that, I mean, the only one I really want to make a case for is, again, I've said this before. I don't care where he plays. I just want to see <laughs> Kaniya Charlton, who, folks, by the way, I'm just checking to make sure I didn't read it right, wrong, is six foot five. 348 pounds. I just want to see what he can do. It's like having a new tool and being like, I just want to break something with it. I realize he's a freshman. I don't expect major playing time from him this year, but Drake, we're talking spring game right now. So in the spring game, I'm very excited to like watch because when was the last time we had a true Midwestern sized offensive lineman? Like that is, that is freaking that right there. If you were that size 10 years ago, I'm pretty sure you don't have to get recruited. They just give you a little ticket and it's like, okay, you're going to Wisconsin and then you'll play for the Packers and that's it. You don't even have to think about it. You just check your end. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. Maybe the last guy we had, was, I wasn't Roderick Johnson, like huge. I think he was like six, almost six, seven. Like but he monster. actually was, he was lean though. He was like only 300 pounds. And that was, I think one of the uh, knocks he had and actually went through the draft process. I do have Lloyd Wilson, the right tackle spot. Can I Charlton? I, I, I know you want to play with a shiny toy. I don't. I want him to go through a full offseason. You know, I want. I would love to see that, but, like, that's someone that, like, put him, like, in Dragon Ball Z, put him in the hyperbaric time chamber. You know, put him down there. Let him, you know, get better, train, everything else, and we'll probably see him maybe next year, but I don't think this year. And then we'll, the one thing that I have yeah. a question about is where do you put Mo Smith? Because I, I you did say right a lot here. about – The thing is, though – 
I, I mean, where I, else? Look, I would I would put him at one of the guard spots, honestly, because I don't have that yeah. much faith right now in Thomas Schrader being healthy. But uh, by the time uh, fall camps, I mean, by the time you know everything starts. So to me, I probably would put Mo Smith maybe behind D Wash. See, no man, I I did. I mean, I don't think that's a terrible opinion, but here's the thing. I want Mo Smith to not have to think about anything but playing center. I want him to be behind a good center. And I want him to spend one year developing in the way he wasn't able to do when he was younger because he had to play so early. That's a fair So, point. like, to me, it's like, I don't want him having to worry about guard. I don't want him worrying about tackle. I mean, he want to play tackle, but I don't want any of that. I don't want him having to learn poles or any of the stuff a guard has to know. I want him to be practicing center, and during the games, I want him to be watching center. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I hope he doesn't play anywhere else. Um, the one I had on my list, because I, again, was pretty position agnostic here. I just wrote down kind of my my top 10, so to speak. Um, what what do we think about Rod Orr? I mean, where where do you see him fitting into this mix? Because to me, he's he's probably like your cheaper version of Lloyd Willis. Like he's a big kid, so he's probably a tackle, but maybe. I think he put him in the interior. I think he put him in the interior, and I think you put him either – if you don't put most men at the center at the right guard spot, I probably will put him in one of the guard spots. And I probably would put him behind D wash, honestly, because I think he's a little, he's a little further behind too. And like, I I know Dylan Gibbons has the better injury history, so to speak, when it comes to actually between the two of them, I still probably would put a rod over behind D wash. Yeah. I mean, the problem is someone's going to back these guys up. Right. And you look yeah. at some of these young guys and it's just like, it's exciting when you look at our young guys, right? You got Brian Estes, who's six foot three, three hundred pound freshman. Like that is a guard written Bryson. all over it, right? Bryson, bro. What did I say? Did I say Byron? Sorry. Is it, you said Brian. Come on, Honeybun Bryson. I thought Come I said on, I thought I said Byron. Whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> and I mean it does matter. I want to get the young man's name right. I just what I how I got it wrong doesn't matter. Um, and then you look at like another freshman, right? Chris Williams, six foot five, three hundred and thirty pounds. You know, you go up the list, another Ooh. freshman. Christopher Williams, freshman, redshirt freshman from Rickards High School, six foot five, three hundred and thirty-four pounds. That's, that's a walk-on, Max. I don't care. He's three hundred and thirty-four pounds. You look at this other kid, right? Like Kenai Charlton, who I talked about, six five, three forty-six. You got another redshirt freshman, six six, three oh four, and Rod Orr. It's like we got some size in the younger guys. You know, it's just like can any of can we keep building on those guys? Are any of them going to contribute? And again. He can be a walk on all he wants. He's that guy's huge. So I was just I was just making the point. We have a lot of big young guys who, you know, maybe after they develop in the system, because we're about to go to the backfield. And speaking of walk ons, your RB one was a former walk on. So let's go one and one here. So Trayshawn Ward is at that running back position. We're probably assuming one of these guys is off the field, um, and we have a tailback in. If we put a tailback in, who's TB one? Uh I'd rather you do this one, but I'm probably it's probably gonna be Lawrence Hill Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, this is LT thirteen. It's okay. thirteen, right? No, he's nine. Um, what? He's nine. Was Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor number thirteen? Uh, no. Who knows? Who knows? I've guys, we're reaching the witching hour of the podcast. Toe, toe, uh, Philly, Philly. Come on, Max. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's who I have there backing him up. I am not ready to give up on DJ Williams, but it's Trey Benson, dude. That's what I was going to say. Unfortunately, I've I've got to go down here because I, along with you and along with everyone that has a friend or a cousin or a message board or a Twitter, is hearing that Trey Benson could be your next um, Jay Sean Corbett. Comes off a bad injury. The staff liked what they saw. They apparently did their due diligence, looked at him, watched him work out, and they thought, hey, maybe we can make him something. Now, 
if history tells us anything, I wouldn't expect a ton from him this year. Because to me, this is your RB1, Treshawn Ward. And Lawrence Toffoli is your RB2 slash tailback one. So I think Trey Benson is that third guy, kind of what Lawrence was last year, right? And I think that you want to try and see how healthy he is. And you want to accept that it's not Madden and not every injury is a one-year injury. So maybe you get him next year. Um, maybe he's great this year for you. But either way, I, I, I'm hearing he is better than expected. And that puts him, for me, comfortably at that second running back uh, slot and kind of number three overall in your offensive backfield. I think that this is going to be the depth chart for the spring game. I just think that Trey Benson is going to be – I know that they were really patient with Jason Corbin coming off the hamstring. But by all accounts, apparently, like the training wheels are kind of off with Trey Benson. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he's start if he's starting running back by probably midseason, primarily because that's the harder part of our schedule. And we've all attested basically how Norvell needs to win a lot more games this year. And quite honestly, Trey Benson's like what 220 pounds and Give apparently is the as the top three in the team with speed. And one of the things that I discussed with Trayshawn Ward was that he needs to kind of have that fifth gear. Because he was caught caught a lot, you know, from his back, how Leonard Fournette does all the time with the Bucks. So Trey Benson actually has the home run ability, and to me, that's that's going to be your running back one. But for right now, I think Trayshawn Ward has earned the right to be your running back one heading into the spring game. No, I think that's right. And then you're going to see a young guy over here if you had to put another one on there. But you got four guys on here. You'll probably end up seeing like a DJ Williams here. Actually, Ooh, no, you know? no, 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 no. What you, you think, right? CJ Campbell? Yeah, I think it's CJ Campbell. Okay, I think I'll give that one to you. I, I, the one thing I will say about Mike Norvell, he knows his running backs. He knows them really well. He's very good at evaluating that talent ever yep. since he was at Memphis and before the Arizona State. And C.J. Campbell apparently is like Treshawn Ward, preferred walk-on who also had Power 5 offers too, but chose to come, you know, the PWO route. Didn't so he run for like 4,000 yards at Bay High School over in Panama City though? Yep. Yeah, he had 2,200 all-purpose yards and 25 touchdowns in only eight games as a senior. Like – I know it's Bay High School, it's 4A, it's over in the panhandle. I get all that. But, like, that's a lot of yards. yards. I don't know if I could run for that many yards in Pop Warner. Like, I just don't know playing against 14-year-olds if I could do it because I'm just getting tired. You're saying yourself right now against a bunch of That's what I'm saying. Like, put me in Pop Warner right now as a full-grown man. I'm not confident I get 2,200 yards in eight games. You'd probably end up like Peyton Manning in the SNL skate just throwing the ball at the children. That's probably right. I'd be like a Russian quarterback. But, folks... We are confident that y'all make this the best part of our day, and we hope that we at least make it a great part of your day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for coming back every day, Monday through Friday. I love you. Drake loves you. I'm sure Holly and Stacy love y'all at this point, and we will see y'all bright and early tomorrow. That's Drake. I'm Max, and this was Locked On Seminoles. Take care, everybody, and AJ Duffy. Keep you too. Oh, yeah, we should have put that in. That's all right. We'll get them next time.